Welcome to the Ellie and Jared podcast, where all of your wildest dreams come true. I don't know if legally we can say that, but I feel like it's true. I think we can say that. Listen, guys, we have a very special guest on the podcast today. We have Sarah Dietschy, Rhymes with Peachy. She is an incredible YouTube creator, also podcaster. She does amazing things in the tech industry, and she has vlogged daily for some time as well. We get into all of these incredible things like tech, where she's from, what she did as a kid, what she enjoyed, like sports, music, all of that, and more, and what ultimately led her to living in New York City doing YouTube full-time. And we also talk about a certain viral video that went big for her that made some of those changes and was a footstep into moving to New York City. So sit back, enjoy the podcast, and let's just jump right into the conversation with Sarah Dietschy. We want to take a quick second and thank today's sponsor of our podcast, which is Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. It's what we use right now. So let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many other places. You can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I am so excited to have our guest on today. Give it up for Sarah Dietschy, Rhymes with Peachy, everybody. How are you, What's Sarah? What's up? I'm good. Do I get like a clap track oh, for that? You want, I was you want waiting. that? I was, oh, sorry, not I a laugh track. There we go. There we go. <laughs> there we go. Yes. We don't want the oh laugh gosh. track just yet. We want the clap track. I'm still fidgeting oh, with my so new great. mixer, and it's it's a lot of fun. Um, I, I, and you made me want to buy it, Yeah, but talking about it before, so it's official. It's, I'm going to buy one. You should, because it, it, it's really nice and super easy for those of you who don't know what we're talking about. Um, this is the <laughs> Rodecaster pro. It's what I use to, um, mix audio on the podcast live, just right in front of me. I've got these little, uh, meters and who's it's and what's it's and laugh tracks. And most importantly, Oh my gosh. A soundboard. That is so great. It is great. It's so great. And the coolest, so are you using the feet? I know this isn't like about tech. I'm sorry to already hijack it, but are you using a Bluetooth feature right now? Yes. So with recording me? Okay. I'm so glad that you mentioned that, Sarah. How convenient. Yes. So Sarah is <laughs> in New York City and I'm in Utah. So it's like, how are we even doing this? Well, I'm actually just calling her on the phone and using it directly through the Bluetooth on the device so you can plug in like usb oh. a direct plug into a phone or media device or bluetooth and so that's how we have sarah's audios through the bluetooth through my phone so you can do like phone calls so and stuff cool. this is beginning to sound like an ad for <laughs> road okay everyone jared's uh, affiliate link will be down in the description below you know what <laughs> check it I out i can make an affiliate link but this is not sponsored <laughs> i would love it to be though <laughs> Um, but yeah, so let's, let's talk about that real quick. Yeah. I mean, tech is like one of the things that we're going to be talking about today. Um, but Sarah, you are in New York city. You are an incredible yes. YouTuber. And again, thank you so much for being here. Tell us a little well, bit about you your soul. Uh, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Just like a quick little summary. If you had like a 30 second elevator yeah. pitch, tell us about you. 
Totally. Love it. First of all, thank you for having me on. It's an honor. I'm very bummed Ali can't be here today, um, but say hello to everyone for me. Um, so yeah, I born and raised in Texas, and I ended up moving to New York City about three years ago. I uh, was a sports basketball person growing up, and that turned into... Um, guitar and music and then when I was in a band oh well we got to have a music video so that turned into me hijacking my dad's Canon T3i nice and making music videos and just random YouTube videos um, and then I was kind of like a math science geek in high school so I pursued electrical engineering computer science um, for three and a half years and then I dropped out to be a YouTuber Wow <laughs> You dropped out. So that's out. a very, yeah, that's a very shortened version. I'm sure there's lots to unpack. But yeah, I'm a college dropout. My scholarship money ran dry. Um, and I was like, you know what? Computer science is an amazing tool, but it is so not for me. <laughs> well, I, I love hearing that because I feel like we're going to talk about every step of those things today. I have some questions totally. about all of that. So first and foremost, you mentioned that you grew up in Texas. Is that right? Mm-hmm. So Southern gal. All right. My brother lived in Texas and I wanted to ask him, but he wasn't, he didn't live there for too long, but is obviously okay, we're in Texas. Um, gosh, what is it? Um, I keep mixing up with the city in Cal, uh, just outside it's of Dallas. It's such a big state. Yeah, it's just outside of yeah, Dallas, yeah. which is like everything yeah, I grew is up just in outside Grapevine. of Dallas. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, I grew up in, uh, outside of Dallas in Grapevine. So is everything bigger in Texas? I mean, that's a really good question. I would have to say in terms of space and land, heck yes. So like <laughs> where it matters, right? You know, cause I live in New York city right? and the amount of space I could get for an apartment in Texas, um, that's where that statement would apply. I, I still kind of live in a shoebox. <laughs> yeah. And being in Texas, like, do you have like a favorite barbecue place? Uh, some like this is like, oh, Ooh. where our family would go to. Uh, tell us yes. a little bit about growing up in Texas, like your uh, totally. what you and your family would do on a regular basis, your traditions. Yeah, I mean, I would say there, there used to be a really good barbecue place called Texas Roadhouse, but then it went out of business. So how good was it really? Wait, you know, wait, Sarah, um, Sarah. <laughs> Texas Roadhouse. That oh, is like Texas a Roadhouse. national chain. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. Wait, wait, wait. Not Texas Roadhouse. Rail, railhead. Okay. Oh my gosh, that is so embarrassing. Oh, I love, I love the cinnamon uh, roll oh, situation. Yeah. The rolls at Texas Roadhouse are so amazing. good. Yeah. Somebody. Wow. I bet your entire audience is like, who is this chick? She lives. She she's from Texas. Kind and of dumb. <laughs> what is she talking? Texas Roadhouse is the best. No, I'm sorry. you're totally good. Railhead. Yeah, it was called Railhead, um, but it went out of business. That was our barbecue go-to. And then really, when you live in Texas, I feel like you just live off of cheeseburgers, uh, okay. like like every other meal. Um, Sounds like my kind of place. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, right? A lot of, <laughs> yeah, a lot of burger places. Um, but yeah, it was like a very good bubble to grow up in. Mm -hmm. um, but there's there was like a moment where I just needed something more and... It just, I, I thought I was going to live my life very um, according to plan with going to college, 
getting a degree, finding a husband, having kids, be a stay-at-home mom like my mom because Jeannie's amazing. Um, she's like the best mom ever. So she basically kind of like laid it out for me. Or not laid it out. I just saw her and like our relationship. It, it was a lot of fun. So I was like, oh, yeah. I'll just like have kids, be a stay-at-home mom. And like, that's it. Um, and not that that's not amazing because mm-hmm. I can't wait till that phase of my life. But um it was weird when I, when I started going to college, I just kind of got all of these, um, kind of hopes and dreams like injected into my brain. And I visited New York when I was a senior in high school and it kind of just started, started my mind racing and like, Oh, like what are all the possibilities? And I I really fell in love with video and editing. And I'm like, man, you can really kind of create your own world out of this. This is, uh, you know, super exciting. And it kind of just started there once I went to college and really start actually really started doing something that was uh, miserable. I hated it so much. So I was was trying so desperately, uh, electrical engineering starting out. And so, yeah. And it was just, so awful (laughs) like I went into it thinking that because I played guitar I was like oh I'll build uh, electric pedals and amps and that'll be so much fun but turns out I don't care about transistors resistors the inside of electronics I just like tech in general Mm -hmm. so um, yeah that quickly led to me just like staying up late at night editing videos really figuring out what I what I love to do and then yeah once the um, scholarship money ran out. I kind of had to make a choice, you know, for the rest of my life. <laughs> well, I love, I, I love so. hearing that because I think there's a lot of people in our audience right now who kind of fall under that same, almost like ideology. It's like, this is what my parents yeah. did and this is what I'm going to do too. And that's not a bad thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, my mom was a stay-at-home mom. My dad worked from home. So that was like a different thing that a lot of my friends had. But Oh, that sounds fun. It was a lot of fun because like there were times it's like, Dad, let's go outside and play baseball. And he would drop what he was doing and he would throw the ball with me in the backyard. And it was the greatest thing ever. Yeah, it was so good. Ellie's parents were the same way. Her mom was a Mm stay-at-home mom. Her dad went to work. And look at us now. We're full-time YouTubers. So it's like it's a little bit different, but... You know, that's not to say that it's a bad thing. It's just, I feel like a lot of people need to hear that it's okay to do something different. There's more than one right way to do things. And I love the way that you found it out through yourself. Like you, you ventured Mm -hmm. out and you tried different things. You're like, I like this, so I'm going to explore it. And then you're like, Mm -hmm. no, maybe that's not it. <laughs> and then yeah. you went on Next. to something else. Exactly. Yeah. It was it was a trial and error thing. And it's it's funny that you had your experience with electrical engineering. I'll I'll tell a quick story too. I had a buddy yeah. in electrical engineering. He studied it. He's great at it. He's awesome. My brother-in-law is in electrical engineering. They're just some of the smartest people I wow. know. I am totally. not. That's why I didn't make it. Yeah. <laughs> We're in the same boat. So I didn't do electrical engineering, but I did computer programming. I was like I love tech. Mm-hmm. I want to be a part of the stuff that makes what I use, the software, everything. Yeah, that's like, how they get you. Exactly. And I took a summer class in college, and um, I was just talking to some of the my classmates about, you know, the first two days in class. And I was like, oh, so, like, 
why are you interested in programming? Like, what got you into this? And I'm like, oh, well, you know, in high school, I coded a few things for Microsoft. <laughs> and like, I've done a couple like internships with Apple in high school. And I was like, what mm -hmm. the heck? I was like, this is the first yeah. time I'm even opening HTML. Like, you know, Same. these guys are way I went above in cold too. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, uh-uh, not for me. I dropped that class. It's like one of the only classes I've ever dropped. I didn't I didn't make the like the withdrawal period. No, no, no. I withdrew yeah. from the class. I didn't I was too far past the dropping. There you go. Yeah, so I was like, "Oh, there there's a W on my record." But, you know, yeah, that doesn't mean worth that, it though. Yeah, it doesn't you mean didn't that you waste don't your love. Time. Yeah, exactly. So, I love that you have that story, that experience behind your belt. Like, it doesn't mean you just didn't go for it. You tried it and you're just like, you know, this isn't for me. Let's oh, yeah. try something else. For literally three and a half years. <laughs> I mean, I did electrical engineering for two years and then I switched my major to computer science for a year and a half. Oh, so, so you, I you definitely, do program? Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Well, so, so you so are like way better things. than I am. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was, it was, it was programming, but not the way that a lot of kids now, which is super great. They're, they're starting with the practical, um, like the practical programming languages. Mm -hmm. They're starting in Swift where they can make literally an iPad app. I mean, yeah. I, I was three years into an electrical or a computer science degree and we were still coding asterisk, like pyramid, basically you would, use for loops and different loops to like build a pyramid of asterisks or like just stupid stuff like that in python which python you can't i mean you can do some web stuff with it but you can't mm -hmm. really do anything irl in real life that you can touch so it was just super just the entire way they teach that needs to change at the college level and it's really cool to hear um how these kids are like really going out and getting it on their own they're doing these internships they're getting involved with apple and microsoft it's it's amazing and a lot um, and of there's the, a lot of opportunities where you don't even have to go to college <laughs> yeah exactly where you didn't have to go to college and where you learn about it in elementary school like it's it's i love that yep. in some programs it's like it is becoming like a language, like Spanish, English, yeah. you know, it's like you learn this and it's part of the curriculum. And I love that. And there's even like kids totally. toys that teach that kind of stuff, which I think it's mm -hmm. going to become part of our future where, you know, it's just a, a required thing that people have to learn and do, or I yeah. hope so, because it is such a big part of yeah. our life now. But yeah. speaking of yeah. elementary well, school, high school, junior mm -hmm. high, you mentioned that music was like a big part of your life and this is something that I learned yeah. just doing research for this podcast is you are an incredible guitar player and I had no idea about <laughs> that until doing Thank all this you. research like that's that's amazing I I love the guitar like I grew up playing the guitar it's a lot of fun so your first isn't it so sad when you realize that like you're not gonna be like a rock oh. star though <laughs> I, to this day I'm upset you know? to this day <laughs> <laughs> I had to face that reality and I'm just like, man, this is a bummer. I thought I was going to be touring with like Paramore and yeah. like I was going to be a rocker. Um, yeah, it, I love it. I love music so much, but I'm, I'm sure you also reached a point where it kind of just like, what more can you do with it? Like you're in a band in high school. It's super cool. It's super fun. You know, you do some creative stuff, you make music videos, but then you become an adult and well, 
what do, what exactly yeah, do I, I do with you. this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Um, I have a friend who is a phenomenal musician. Most of the audience knows him, Brian Lanning. He's has this oh, yeah, these yeah. singles coming out and they're they're really great. And he's like doing some shows here and there and it's like, Oh my gosh, like you are becoming a pop star. That's amazing. That is so cool. I am a That's little awesome. jealous that you're doing that kind of stuff because I wish I was as talented 100%. to do that. Um, but like, how cool would it be to like get up on stage and be like, you know, a Foo Fighter for a day or something like that? Oh. I I mean, that would just be so cool. Totally. But I think that's, yeah. And it's weird that now kids grow up to have our jobs, you know, yeah. like I wanted to be a rock star. I ended up being a YouTuber <laughs> Yeah. and now, you know, kids want to be a YouTuber. It's, it's very strange. That, I bet your kids, like they go to school, like I bet with their peers, they're so cool because their parents are YouTubers <laughs> and they're like on YouTube. Um, you know, we're with Jackson. He's, he's five. He's going into kindergarten. He starts kindergarten, uh, real time tomorrow. By the time this goes up, oh he'll be gosh. in. Yeah, it's crazy. It's happening. And it's funny that some of, like, when we go out in public or when we go into, like, church and everything, they'll be like, oh, I watch your parents on, on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Like, that's that's kind of crazy. And, like, they're just kind of yeah. understand, like, getting to the point where they realize, like, people are coming up to me. Not everyone's just being, like, really friendly and they like, want to be my friend. It's right. like, oh, people are coming up to me. Which I think it's cool right. that you know kids want to become youtubers but i feel like the reason they want to become youtubers is the important thing and for us it's always yes. been like we want to share like a really good example of happiness and 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 mm -hmm. family positivity and you know all of those kinds of things so it's a, i hope it's not like yeah. material things that people necessarily want but totally. like the experiences and the family lifestyle and that that's kind of like my hope um yeah for for kids who yeah because i can i can totally see kids saying like oh look at the new ace family's house yeah if i become a youtuber and i get millions and millions of dollars <laughs> i can have that right um so yeah ho hopefully it's because you know you love it and exactly. when i was in college when i was a kid being a youtuber wasn't a thing you're so you're essentially going to be training for a job that doesn't exist and even yeah, even when money is the motivation, you know, computer science, people are getting really good jobs with that. They're getting easily six-figure jobs. Yeah. However, it's that's not going to be the case now that everyone knows that, oh, I can get easily a six-figure job and everyone's going to school for it now. That's, like you said, if it's a normal thing, well, then you become the new accountant person. Right. You know, you become this job that is valuable. It'll be a steady job. Heck yeah. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's it's going to be different. And that's why you just got to you got to do you. Yeah, you exactly. can't do it because, oh, X, Y, Z has this much money. And yeah, because that's that's not going to make you happy. Well, and it's also nice that YouTube is a really cool platform because you can do so many different things. There's there's an audience mm -hmm. for everything out there, um, which brings me back to the music point. Your very first YouTube video was you <laughs> playing guitar, testing out this um, stomp pedal. Yeah. And yeah. that's and I was like, oh, my gosh, she's she's so talented with guitar. And so I was like, OK, it's so, fine. It's so embarrassing. It's not embarrassing. It's really incredible. So I, I did like a little Thank Google you. search. I was like, find everything uh, involving guitar and Saradici. And oh my gosh. and then I <laughs> then I found the podcast, which I know I've known about your podcast. And we'll talk about that in, in just a second. Yeah. But in the very first podcast, you're talking with Gary V. Again, we'll talk about mm -hmm. that in a second. But you also talk about John Mayer. 
And yes. So are you a John Mayer fan? Okay, what's so funny about you asking me that is I'm literally wearing his merch right now from his show of him being in Madison Square Garden That's two weeks amazing. ago. <laughs> so one would say, yes, I am a John Mayer fan. And you said that you know all of his songs on the guitar. Is that mm-hmm. still correct today? Pretty much. It's like the only songs that I remember because they're so ingrained in my person. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically how I like really leveled up in guitar is I just took his uh, Live in LA Where the Light Is album. Oh, shut your and mouth. That is the, like, that is like dude, one of my favorites. So good, right? Oh, and yeah. like, I literally just sat there and just went song by song and learned everything. So still to this day, the only song that I can't nail, like I know Neon, but I, I haven't nailed the intro yet. And that, boom, that boom, like boom, live boom, intro, boom, boom, boom. oh yeah. yeah. So I know that. But I, that, that intro that's just insane, I, I still have like halfway to get there on that. So maybe sometime before I die, I'll get it. But, but yeah, I, that's, how I, <laughs> that's, that's how I basically learned guitar. <laughs> Sarah, once you get that, that's when you become a rock star and people will start going to be inviting you go. on stage. And that's the only thing that's Can holding everyone back. Can I tour with your back. friends? Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, Perfect. But it's, I, this is so like such a flashback for me because I, um, when I first heard, gosh, now the song is uh, No Such Thing. Um, the mm. first time I heard that it was like in, in summertime between, I can't remember which year. And I was like, this guy's amazing. Like, I want to hear all of this guy's yeah. music and yeah. everything that I learned on the guitar was wrong. I was just like there, cause you would go to like <laughs> ultimate guitar and try and find the taps <laughs> yes. and everything was wrong and I was like no this isn't it like this is really upsetting to me I need to find like the right tabs the right chords because like I'm watching his fingers on the music video this is not what he's playing that's so funny yeah I would sit there and just I would like put the YouTube on like 0.5 speed Uh and I would just stare at either John Mayer's fingers or if anyone was doing a cover that's why YouTube's so amazing I would sit there on YouTube and I would just watch people play because you know they either people would do tutorials or they would just play it slow for you so you could so you could see and that's i mean my original relationship with youtube is just where i learned everything right (laughs) for computer science for guitar um you know getting my jump shot right i mean really i use youtube for everything and Uh, yeah i posted my own stuff that's so cool so this uh, you guitar in high school sports in high school you played basketball um what did you play any other sports i so um i i played everything as you do when you were young but Mm -hmm. i mean i i was a huge tomboy so when you know i went to my mom and i was like mom the girls stink i don't like i don't want to play on their softball (laughs) team can i go play with the boys you know i was like on the boys baseball team and i was always playing like tackle football with the boys and uh, you know at our local football whatever and um so so really like it was when i had to go to the girls team it was softball and volleyball and basketball. But basketball was my all-time favorite thing. I mean, I legit, again, I, I have high hopes for things. I was like, I'm going all the way. I'm going to play college ball. I'm going to play WNBA. Um, you know, and like WNBA, like no one watches that. It's sad, but no one does. It's not like 
it's very hard to make a living off right. of it. But I thought that was it. That was the end goal. Um, and then I stopped growing and then I went to high school and I realized, oh, I'm not the best player anymore. <laughs> um, so that, so that, yeah, slowly fizzled out. But it's, it's weird for, to like have something be such a big part of your life. And then oh, yeah. how I, ver- I very rarely play anymore. I, you know, I miss it. I wish I had time to play basketball and guitar. <laughs> oh, it's, it's so true. And it's funny how you have these very specific like dreams of being a rock star and then being a professional yeah. uh, athlete whether it's basketball or or, or football yeah. <laughs> for that matter because yeah. i mean that was that was me too and it's you know i'm i'm not sure if it's a matter of whether it's like oh we're just growing up and realizing that you know our potential isn't quite there to make it there or it's just like oh every kid goes through this because i um right. i grew up dreaming of becoming a professional baseball player. Ken Griffey Jr. was my jam. Oh, yeah. Like, I Mm -hmm. I watched every game of his. Like, it was just the best. And then got to high school. Are you from Seattle? I'm originally from Spokane, Washington. So it's on the other side of the state. Because I saw your... Gotcha. Saw yeah. your phone number. So that would make oh, sense because yeah. he played for Seattle, right? Yeah, exactly. It, yeah. I never went to Seattle until I was for a YouTube convention. So it it was kind of a weird Amazing. story. But yeah, not yeah, I didn't go ever go to a game, but I watched them all the time. And then high school happened That's and cool. it was like pole vaulting. Pole vaulting, pole vaulting, pole vaulting. Oh I'm my going... gosh, I pole vaulted. No! <laughs> No way. <laughs> yeah. Did you really? In, in middle school. But but I'll tell you, yours is probably like way better because you're actually good. Literally, the only reason why I made the pole vaulting team in eighth grade is because they didn't have enough girls sign up. <laughs> so I literally only cleared six feet once hey, and never again. <laughs> that That's taller than you are, right? That's successful. That's good. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Okay. So you were like a legit pole vaulter. Well... I, I don't, I never, <laughs> I got into college for pole vaulting and then I had all my oh. hip stuff. I had, I had really bad hips. And so that prevented me, but then I started coaching and I was like, okay, yeah. if I'm not going to be an Olympic pole vaulter, I'm going to coach an mm-hmm. Olympic pole vaulter. And so I coached Heck in yes. college. And then once I was done with college, it was like, oh, now what? <laughs> so it's yeah, funny how we go through a lot of these. those moments. Yeah. And now, now every decision that we've made has ultimately led us to being here on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Now, I about being like a tomboy and everything, do you have brothers? Do you have sisters? How many kids are in your family? Yeah, so I have one little brother, but I think it was more influenced by I had, I was the only girl on my mom's side, and so mm-hmm. I had a lot of like, I had seven boy cousins, so. And were they um, close? Everyone lived in, yeah. <clears throat> so everyone lived in Texas. Um, and you know we would spend holidays birthdays really everything with each other so we would always be passing the football around um would always be doing stuff like that so that was probably definitely influenced by it but yeah i mean i just had an awesome mom who was like oh yeah what do you want to do <laughs> you know go for like it. you can do anything so That's just so cool. go for it <laughs> um yeah. now you mentioned that you moved from Texas to Tennessee was that a Mm -hmm. family move or was that a Sarah move yeah that was a Sarah move I just needed to get out of Dallas just because it was my entire life you know my first 20 years of life and I had already stayed in Texas like stayed at home gone to an in-state college because that's where I got my scholarship and then 
once my scholarship money ran out, because it's very hard to um, maintain a 3.5 GPA as an electrical engineering major. Oh, yeah. Um, I was kind of like, I was kind of like, I got to get out of Texas. I, I would like to experience the world a little bit. And so I had been going to Nashville um, with my friend just doing road trips. And I really fell in love with the city. And there was people I wanted to collaborate with to, you know, do creative things with. And I was like, oh, OK, let's move to Nashville. So really... I was gung-ho, moved to Nashville, that's it. And then my parents were kind of like, well, Sarah, shouldn't you finish college? I was like, fine. So I went to college there for only one semester, and that's Mm -hmm. where I dropped out, actually. That's where I realized, because, you know, I was out of scholarship money and everything had kind of run dry after one semester at a private college there. And And I had the realization. And all of that stuff. It gets really expensive. Oh, yeah. It was... $15,000 for one semester for being a computer science major at a music school in Nashville. It just made no sense. It made no sense. I was like sleeping in class. I showed up late. Like, yeah, it was the worst. And so, um, really the frustration of, um, like not having the money to continue was kind of a blessing because I did I didn't want it to uh, I didn't want to go into debt so I was kind of like well let's just kind of press the restart button I've been doing video stuff on the side I know I can get some production jobs so might as well just do that um, mm-hmm. and then also work on being a YouTuber on the side <laughs> so. that's that's so cool now did any of the move to Nashville was that any sparked by music or was it all um, like the videography 100%. stuff. It was like music and video. It, it was, it seemed like the place for me at the time, just because I, my mind wasn't in the zone of being a YouTuber. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I knew I could make good videos, but for I context, was really passionate what, about music. What year is this? What for context? Yeah. So this is, let's see. So graduated high school, 2012, um, 13, 14. So this is 2015. Okay. Yeah, so this so isn't this isn't that long ago, Sarah. This is like <laughs> it's not. <laughs> okay, so I went I went zero to a hundred real quick. Oh my gosh, Sarah. So Ellie and I at that point would have been vlogging for two yeah. years. Like that's crazy to me. Wow. Yeah. I mean that's epic to hear about the journey, though. I mean people just want to start and automatically have numbers. So oh, it's no. always really encouraging when when you hear stories like that. You know, yeah. how did you guys start? Oh, what was what was the moment that it was all about like our um well i wanted ellie to do beauty videos because she was a cosmetologist yeah and so i got mm-hmm. her a camera for like a birthday or some sort of event and i was like here you can do these youtube videos now because you watch these guys all the yeah. time and you're so much better than them um being the supportive <laughs> husband that i am and the i love it the the camera sat in the closet for a year and then when we were trying to have kids, it wasn't really working out. I was like, let's document our infertility yeah. experiences so mm-hmm. we can remember what the doctor said. And yeah. we uploaded those and it turned into this incredible I'm sure a lot of people community. could relate. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's, that's what, what I love about YouTube. Yeah. It's, we have this amazing community that so many people didn't have anyone to talk to because they mm-hmm. didn't have anyone to relate to about it. And so we were all related with each other. And that's kind of like how we started our journey and got to where we are now. That's Um, awesome. Yeah. I mean, things that you think are unrelatable turn relatable very quickly. There's an audience for everything. And that's why Mm -hmm. YouTube is so great. So now you're in Tennessee, you're doing music, you're doing um, video production. 
and how do we get to New York City? Because I feel like that's such a huge part of of YouTube in general, but also yeah. like a, a part of where you are today. Totally. Yeah. It's funny that you, you know, you asked me like why Nashville and it was in 2014, 2015. Yeah. Somewhere around there. And I really had, it's so funny because now it's just a thing with, um, epidemic art list, all these companies. But back then when I was making, uh, all of these terrible corporate videos, they weren't terrible, but the music was terrible. I literally, <laughs> it was like, something needs to be fixed with this. Were you playing thing. the music so, or like fil- filming? I know, but the thing was, I knew a lot of really good musicians who made really good music. And this is something that I literally don't share at all. So exclusive. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I literally moved there because I wanted to make a music licensing company. Awesome. Um, I, my, my goal wasn't at all to be a YouTuber. And then, but once I started, uh, you know, going down that, that road, I was like, this is way too complex. Like I, this is not what's going to make me happy right now. I love making videos. Maybe I can just focus on making, uh, videos right now. And thank goodness, like, you know, companies are trying at least now. Um, but yeah, I, I literally like saved up for a URL. I bought musichustle.com for twelve hundred dollars. I still have it. I have no idea what the heck I'm gonna do with it. Um, yeah, maybe I can make like a music blog one day. But yeah, that like I was so gung ho on that idea. Like I, I recorded all of these uh, music videos, these live music uh, performances of all of these Nashville musicians. So really, I wasn't there to go to college. I, I knew there was a good music scene. I knew I, I could connect with people at that school, and um, that's that's what I was doing. And then once YouTube seen more, like I was more in love with the video side of things. Um, that's kind of when I I pivoted to video because I'm like yeah I I do not have the resources for this this is going to take literally like a record label or a already existing music uh, licensing company to do this so um but yeah those were my hopes and dreams in 2015 and again things change (laughs) yeah have you ever thought about selling that domain that's probably worth more than what you bought it for (laughs) you're probably just hanging on to it for it's it's like a chip on my shoulder that I don't think I can ever sell. That's why I literally people make so much money off of being like affiliates for Epidemic Sound. Click on yeah. my link. Still to this day, they're they're probably wondering. They're like the one company I just kind of ignore. And they're like, why is Sarah so mean? But there's just something in my person that cannot like have a relationship with them because like a part of me is so bitter that I never did it. So yeah, I'll probably never sell the URL. <laughs> so do you? I mean where if you don't mind me asking you so you don't yeah. get your music from epidemic sound for your videos i mean i do i just don't share i i use oh, okay. i mean i use all of them so i use you epidemic, just don't have like your own artless yeah because i'm yeah. i'm just stubborn like yeah. they don't need me but in my brain i say they need me and they can't have <laughs> me so <laughs> well it's <laughs> that's totally how I cope valid yeah exactly it's totally a valid thing yeah. absolutely so sorry i'm because yeah. i'm personally interested we use epidemic sound for our our music and everything where else do you yeah. get your music from yeah so there's one called artless.io and it's it's like I think it's better quality music but they don't have as much so epidemic you can you have to search through a lot of stuff but you can occasionally find you know diamonds in the rough and um, I think artless has some more uh, like better real music Mm -hmm. but they don't have as much so yeah I mean I still think if there's 
any musicians out there, I still think there is a ginormous white space in that area. I mean, I, I still sure. think it's not where where it needs to be. Um, so call me. Yeah, and you can uh, buy Music Hustle, and I'll take a little bit of your company. You can reach out to Sarah <laughs> on Twitter, on Instagram. We'll have her Perfect. email in the show notes. <laughs> um, Love it. <laughs> well, that's good to know because I spend like 80% of my time creating yep. the video looking for the right piece of music. And it just, I know. It, sometimes you settle and I don't want to settle, you know? It's so frustrating, right? Mm-hmm. So you, one day, you moved to New York. What, mm-hmm. what sparks the decision to move from Nashville to New York? Is it just the, yeah. like, if I'm creating videos, I got to do this in the space where I can have as much creative freedom as I need. How do you go from Nashville to New York? So it really went back to, my senior year of high school when my grandma gave me uh basically like a trip to new york with her and my mom for my graduation present oh yeah and from from there on i was like oh my gosh at some point in my life i have to live in new york this is insane like who lives in a place like this i i want this and right i didn't know i didn't know when it was going to be i definitely think it, it didn't think it was going to be this soon um but when i got basically two things happened in my life almost at the same exact time. It was a viral video that instantly took me from 4,000 subscribers to 100,000. And it was an Adobe creative residency where Adobe basically paid for my passion projects for a year. Um, So I all of a sudden had this like beautiful collision of things. And the, the moment I had a steady income, I was like, I'm moving to New York. This is the time. Like this needs to happen. And yeah, I I mean, I haven't really looked back. My first apartment was awful. In hindsight, my first year in New York was just like terror. I had mice in my apartment. I had a guy break in, break into my apartment. Literally when I was there, like I saw the dude slamming into my glass window. Yeah. Um, So like looking back, I'm like, oh, that first year wasn't that great. But I was like in... I had no idea. I was loving it. I was like, I am in my dream city. Maybe this is what people have to go through. I was hit by a cab on my boosted board. So a lot of things happened. (laughs) You had like the blinders on. You're like, I'm only seeing the good. The bad stuff is happening all around me. I'm getting broken into. I'm getting hit by taxis. But I don't (laughs) care. I'm here. (laughs) I don't care. Exactly. Um, So that's, I guess that's how, you know, I truly loved it. Because New York has a way of kind of chewing you up and spinning you out. So um, the, the saying of if you can make it in New York, you can make it anywhere is like the most true thing I think I've ever heard so um yeah I mean I'm still to this day just obsessed with it I I, who knows what it will be in 10 years but right now it's it's like a really cool community of people a Mm -hmm. lot of people doing stuff and whoever you talk to they're just they don't just have ideas but they're acting on it and it's it's like geography oh I don't even know how to say that word um in terms of like geography there there are so many people who are either talented who either have money, who are either artists. There's like this weird blend of people in this tiny island. And like the amount of serendipity that happens when all of those things collide is unreal. Like LA, you have all of that, but it's super spread out. It's more Mm -hmm. of an industry town there. You're there to act. You're there to make movies um, or you're there 
to be a YouTuber, but it's still so spread out. You, you don't want to hang out with people because it's going to be a two hour drive in traffic, you right. know? So, and that's something that we've dealt it, with. We yeah. have friends who live, you know, two hours away from LA and it's like, Oh, we're going to LA for this thing. And it's like, oh, I don't want to drive <laughs> in traffic for two hours. It's the worst. Yeah. I go there all the time just for work stuff. But every time I go there, I'm just like, why? Why? I mean, it's great. When when you step outside, there's sun on your face 24-7. Right. That's really great. But the traffic gets me. Oh, it's, it's just... Especially when you're driving. Like, road rage is a real thing. And I struggle with that mm-hmm. sometimes. I So I am lucky enough to be driving a, a Tesla. So when I get on the freeway, I just do autopilot. And I'm like, okay, Hannah, so thank you very much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think that's why I, so I many wonder... Teslas are in California, too. Yeah, I wonder if that's going to help alleviate road rage, you know, because if everyone's just having a smooth, good time, there's no reason to be upset. Exactly. I think that's I think that's a real thing. Um, So I have a sister and her family who live uh, just outside of New York. Um, They take the train into the city all the time. And I have a brother who lives in Manhattan. And so we get to visit them every once in a while for family stuff. And Ellie and I come into New York for work every once in a while. I freaking yeah. love the city. Like I, <laughs> you gotta move if you're. I got have family a crush here. on New York City. Like I really, really yeah. do. And it's it's not just because like yeah, there's a lot of YouTubers who live out there. There's a lot, you know. Obviously, my family lives out there, which I like it. But yeah. like every, you have no idea who you're standing next to. Like that's yeah. the cool thing is like you're on the subway. You ha- you don't know if this guy is a Broadway star or just some mm-hmm. guy who's just riding the subway. Like it's the, I love that dynamic where everyone is just yeah. there doing their thing. Um, but mm-hmm. also the food. The food is just incredible. There's this pizza place. So I what kind of food? Well, oh yeah, tell me a pizza place. Yeah, there's I, I can't remember what it's called, and my brother will be upset at me because he takes me there every time <laughs> I go. But they have this pizza. And it's this smoked cheese on this pizza. And, and it is just Ooh. like one of the best pizzas you'll ever have. And, and I love it. Smoked cheese. I yeah. don't even know what that means. Smoked. Like um, it's like I, uh, it cooked in a smoker. So it has like the smoked flavor oh, to it. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. I'll find See, out what I'm the name so of it is. Yeah. I don't cook. <laughs> You're from Texas. You smoke everything down there. <laughs> I, that's true. That's true. Um, I'll, I'll find the name of it and, and I'll let you know because uh, he'll know exactly Please what do. I'm talking about. So, uh, yeah, you know, pizza. obviously there's amazing food places there. What are your favorite um, restaurants, quick stops? Like what's your favorite go-to place to eat? Yeah. Going back to me being incredibly uncultured, um, I'm probably not the person to ask this just because I order like everything on Seamless. Um, It's Postmates, basically, if people aren't familiar with Seamless. And so, yeah, my diet is literally just like I do sweet green salads and juice press for lunch. And then I come home and order some Thai food or order nice. some Indian food. Um, but yeah, there's, I mean, there's, there's so many great uh, places here. And, and what's one of my favorite things is like in Texas, you really don't have a lot of healthy options. Right. And that's something that I struggled with because when, when you are working 24 seven and that's just the phase of life I'm in right now and you know what I'm enjoying, you really don't have time to like, cook or I mean I'm sure I could make the time I just don't want to spend time doing that and so um, it's been really easy to be healthy here because you can 
order healthy stuff. There's a lot of, I mean, sweet green. I'm obsessed with sweet green. Mm -hmm. They are the most fresh, amazing salad spot that has literally ever existed. They have Uh, one in LA too, don't they? Yeah. 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 So they're all over LA. I think, um, yeah, I think they're choosy where they are just because they need like local farms to source from. Um, but I'm obsessed with it. So just being able to eat healthy in a fast way is, is one of my favorite things, but yeah, can help you on, on the food option (laughs) side. We, (laughs) you'll have to text me those. Yeah, I, I will. I'll get you some restaurants. My sister-in-law has an email that she sends. She's like, if you're visiting New York, New York, this is what you should do. Like very touristy restaurants. Like, you know, if you only have 24 hours, go to these places. So she's, she's super organized about that kind of stuff. Um, just some like quick questions. So you, we, t- we tried talking about um, food and restaurants. Oh, which by the way, we just got DoorDash in where I live. And so Ellie and I basically live on that too. So don't feel bad. I love it. About that. I love it. Um, it's so nice. I love is. that we live in the future. You know, it's great. Oh, it's so good. Um, what's your favorite thing to do um, in New York? Like your favorite hobby activity that is not related to YouTube? Yes, I would have to say either hopping on the booster board or an electric bike of any kind and just cruising. Uh, Last night, John and I basically went down to the water and like saw the, we live in Brooklyn now, so um, the the view of Manhattan just gets me every time. So Mm -hmm. uh, just walking around, but also when you are on an electric thing of any kind and you can go super fast feel the wind against your face with the new york views that literally my 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 favorite thing and that's what's so great because i i get to do that like every day on my commute so um it's nice that it's it's built in you know that's awesome why should people watch brooklyn 99 oh my gosh i love that show so much (laughs) it's so good it's such a good like forget about the world and it just, it takes you, ah, I love it. You know, I just started The Good Place. Have you watched that before? No, I've, I've heard of it, but I haven't seen it. So yeah, it's like same feel, same feels. Brooklyn Nine-Nine is so good. Oh, there's so many good like one-liners from that show. Mm-hmm. Do you have any other favorite TV shows that you're currently watching? I would have to say I love like, yeah, like Brooklyn Nine-Nine, The Good Place, Parks and Rec, Office. Those are like a good, you know, the good short funny. But I actually just got into Billions and it's definitely not uh, kid friendly, (laughs) but it's so good because it's based in New York. Is that on HBO? So um, so it's on Showtime. Showtime. Okay. Yeah. So I don't have TV, but you can just, you know, buy channels on the the apple thing um the apple thing <laughs> apple tv um <laughs> that one apple thing i don't know i'm not a that tech. one apple thing <laughs> but yeah billions is so good it's basically a hedge fund manager against um like the attorney general basically it's okay. interesting cool ellie and i um it is more like of the older flavored we've loved uh the handmaid's tale um Orange is the New yeah. Black just came out and we finished mm-hmm. that season. But we mm-hmm. love the classics like Seinfeld, The Office. I love Parks and Rec. Psych is like totally. my all-time favorite show ever yeah. of all time. My boyfriend watched that and he keeps trying to get me to watch it. So I guess I need to now. It's it's really really great. It, like it's yeah, it's definitely one of those shows that you'll you'll fall in love with. 
Which, by the way, um, your boyfriend, John, right? Yes. He has um, those Dragon Ball Z shoes, right? <laughs> yes. I so, bought those for him for his birthday last year. That is amazing because I am a huge Dragon Ball nut. And when I saw those in that oh, video, I was like, my God. yes, John. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys clearly need to talk. He is we, we do because like all of the well all of the newer episodes that are coming out john and i will have oh we'll have gosh. a talk sometime when when i come visit new york he, <laughs> I, i'm sure ellie fills my pain but he tries to tell me about it and i'm like john i'm sorry i cannot keep up with if it's dragon ball super or dragon ball z <laughs> or like all of this stuff like i'm we so sorry we just want to share the excitement that's all <laughs> exactly exactly um, Okay, so when you are commuting from one place to another, it's a quick trip. You're flying out to L.A. for 24 hours. Um, what tech do you carry in your bag? What's in your bag? Ooh, yeah, that's a good question. Usually, so right now, it's my Dell XPS 15 9570. Um, so that's a laptop I'm using. Mm-hmm. My iPhone XR my away luggage battery pack because it's like the best external battery um that i've used for some reason um my away luggage um let's see i mean those are the essentials and then it depends what camera i bring because if it's if it's a chill trip and i don't really want to document but i just want the option i'll definitely bring my rx100 and then my a7 III, my sony mm-hmm. is my go-to for video making and then gh5s for the podcast um, didn't you just get the rx100 how yes. do you like it coming I from j- the g7x okay sarah like <laughs> Let me tell is this you. a whole nother podcast? Oh, this is a whole nother <laughs> podcast, but let me sum, summize it for you real quick. Yes. G7X Mark II, crowd favorite, classic, the go-to yeah. vlogging camera. It's good. It's great. Uh, it's not too expensive. It's like, yeah, go get that one. It's perfect. It'll fit all your needs. Right. Seven years later. I'm not sure how many years later. But it's like, how many years does it take for them to come out with a G7X Mark III? I think, honestly, right. honest to goodness, I think it was three or four years. Like, it's a long time. Wow. So you're thinking... And then, meanwhile, Sony is popping out RX100s every, every single year. year. Every year. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, while some changes are pretty minimal, they're coming out with new stuff. You know, it's great. Mm-hmm. I never really liked the Sony's because, and my one complaint with them is when you flip up the screen, it cuts off mm-hmm. part of the display and right. I want to see everything. So that, that kind of, I was like, I don't like that. So I'm going to stick with the G7X Mark II because it fits all my other needs. You're thinking three, four years later, the G7X Mark III will have everything, all the bells and whistles and all of that stuff. Dual pixel autofocus, which is amazing in there. But no. No, it doesn't Canon. have that. It's, it's like, what the, <laughs> What were you thinking, Canon? I was rooting for yeah. you. You were the chosen yeah. one, you know? And <laughs> Until I stopped putting my faith in Canon five years ago. Yeah, well, you have... They do, they your, do some things right. Yeah, but. one of your most popular videos is why I switched to Sony. Yeah. And yep, yep, um, that's my drama ugh. in my world, just switching brands. <laughs> yeah. And then um, the focus is worse than the G7X Mark II. Yeah, it's worse. It, the picture is soft. The focus is worse. And I, honestly, I'm like, I got a lemon. Like, I got a bad camera. Yeah. So I'm, I'm waiting to get one, another one to compare the two. Um, but right now, the RX100 Weird. Mark 7 with the eye detection. Mm-hmm. 
You can't mm-hmm. beat it. You can't beat it. Oh, that's that's the one. I was like, okay, good job, Sony. The yeah. The sixth version was not enough. I was like, ah, oh, it's cool that it goes up to two hundred, but like you're really expecting someone to spend twelve hundred dollars on this? Right. Nah. Um, but now that they added an audio jack, um, mm-hmm. you know, they have the 24 to 200. I mean, that is such an easy camera to recommend to people because yeah. now it goes beyond vlogging and it can be your proper camera. You can add uh, proper audio if you're just sitting somewhere, yeah. you know, doing a talking video. So, and then 20 frames um, per second. So still shooting with uh without yeah, which um, i'm sure is great for kids without blackout exactly yeah without blackout that's what i was yeah. looking for it, with kids it's yeah. it's almost essential when you're trying to get like really oh. great pictures because so, they're just moving all the time yeah that's my that's my story um I, we're still using the rx100 mark 7 and we we really like it. i've changed some of the cr- uh, color profiles on it to kind of match yeah. canon's color because i really like okay. that um but yeah which that's, profile are you using um, it's, I think it's PP2, and then I've increased, okay. uh, I, I've increased the contrast probably. and saturation, like one, just one click. Yeah. So it's, it's, well, you know, it's I, I not think you might, you might stay over on the dark side. I might. I mean, I, wish, they, I wish you luck. Thank you. I, if I have any questions, I'll let you know about it. Um, Please. one last question, and this may go, um, may take like a minute. I am so interested on how people handle their morning routine um like what I, they I do have none. you have no morning routine so I, tell me what I you don't do have a morning routine. <laughs> <laughs> tell me the, I, the average love, of all of the days yeah i love all of these uh like forbes articles mm-hmm. and like videos are like you can only be successful if you wake up at 5 a.m and work out and blah 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 yeah i just i Luckily, because, you know, I'm not in the stage of my life where I have to be responsible for other people. Um, Luckily, I can just do me. So a lot of times I'll be I'll be the most productive at night. So, I mean, Mm -hmm. literally last night I stayed up till 2 a.m. finishing a video and I sometimes just get on a roll. And so that means that I'm not going to be waking up at 6 a.m. and having a perfect morning routine. So, um, yeah, I mean, I just encourage people to when, whenever you work the best, just lean into it. Like I, I understand certain life circumstances will, will get in the way, but, um, yeah, I, my mornings are almost like the time to like go a little bit Zen and just not look at my phone and take 30 minutes for my coffee and toast or whatever. Um, so there's, there's really no routine besides that. I just need breakfast and coffee. Well, perfect. So, and yeah, that's it's, like, that's exactly it's not a very exciting no. answer. <laughs> well, and I'm not, and that's not necessarily what I, I'm not looking for. Like I wake up and I meditate for 10 minutes and I write in my yeah. journal and yeah. I want to know, you know, what Sarah does. I'm not looking for like what Forbes wants to hear. It's like, right. this is your time to just, you know, take it chill and slow and have your coffee yeah. and toast and think, you know, just not do anything because you've been kicking butt the whole rest of the day, yeah. you know? So it's like, exactly. That's cool to hear exactly. that. And I, like we said at the very beginning, there's more than one right way to do things. I feel like 100%. And that's, yeah, that's why, you know, I think a lot of people, um, have fun demonizing social media, but that's the one great thing that's come from it is you can really find these pockets of people who you relate to, who you can learn mm-hmm. from, who, um, you know, you can be like, Oh, if she does that, if he does that, I don't feel weird about it anymore. Exactly. We can be weird together. Mm-hmm. Um, Community. so yeah, exactly. 
Well, that's that's very cool. And Sarah, I, I don't want to take too much more of your time. I really want to thank you for mm-hmm. being here on the podcast. Um, for those of, of you course. guys who don't know, Sarah is one of the greatest tech YouTubers on YouTube, whether it's oh, cameras, you. whether it's um, computers. You can find so many questions. I've learned from her. She doesn't know this, but I've learned from her about some of the camera equipment that I use today. So be sure to check out her YouTube channel to learn all about that, about creating that sort of thing. But also Sarah has a podcast called That Creative Life. And we talked about your first guest, Gary Vee. How the heck did that happen? Mm. Yeah, it's so funny. I... So my first, um, you know, moment of like my first YouTube moment was when I made a viral video about Casey Neistat and Mm -hmm. I had been watching, I think Casey had Gary on his channel, like really early on. So I had actually been watching Gary's stuff when he didn't even have a hundred thousand subscribers and something I, I react really well to, um, not like people yelling at me because no one likes that, but just someone with like very intense energy. And sometimes all I need is that, you know, that little push. And it was, it was funny because the first time I ever heard someone, this was again back in 2015, um, when Casey had just started vlogging, the first time I ever heard anyone be like, oh, well, don't go to college. You don't have to finish college. Gary was answering like a, a question from an audience member, and you're like, "Wait, and what?" I was, and I was like, <laughs> "I was like, what? Wait, oh my gosh, that's that is an option." So it, it was. It's a really fun story that you know Gary's kind of in it too because he he was the first person that ever really gave me like the permission to drop out of college. I didn't mm-hmm. even know it was an option. And so once I made the viral video about Casey, I knew Gary was homies with Casey and we were, we were at the same subscriber level. So if people know Gary now, uh, the infamous Gary V, I mean, he literally is like beyond 2 million subscribers on YouTube. He has 6 million on Instagram. He's huge. But at the time of when I reached out to him, he only had a hundred thousand subscribers and that's exactly where I was at. So, you know, he's all about value and I'm like, yo, I got same amount of value. Uh, I'll be on your show and you be on mine. So I emailed him the 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 night after um, Casey shouted out my video, and I basically emailed him at like 10 p.m. The title of the email was something like uh, "Girl from Viral Casey Neistat Interview." And I was like, hey, I'll be in New York. I was totally lying about being in New York. I didn't <laughs> live in New York at that time. <laughs> and I was like, we have, the, we have the same amount of subscribers. I have this show. Um, will you be on my show? And I'll be on the Ask Gary V show. And he literally emailed five minutes later, CC'd his assistant. I was like, hey, Sarah, sounds epic. Let's make it happen. And I was like, oh, my gosh what? That's amazing. (laughs) Um, yeah. So I, I flew up to New York just to be on a show and then we never got to do, um, you know, my video. So fast forward three years. Yeah. Three years after that. Um, I, I've still remained close with his team and I, I reached out to him and I reached out to Gary and I was like, Hey, it's time to do our show. I'm like starting a podcast. Um, and he, he said yes. So it, it was cool to kind of have that, that full circle of, you know, I was on his show and now mm-hmm. he was the, the first guest of my podcast and it was so great chatting. I with love him. that. I'm, I'm a huge fan of him. Yeah. I yeah. mean, anyone, I know there's, you know, cause he's, he's pretty bombastic and, and people have words about him, but I've met a lot of important people. 
Um, and I have never met someone who is nice no matter what. I mean, he looks at every person in the eye in the room, shakes their hand. Like every time I go and see him, I, I feel like, you know, we're friends. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, he's, he's so nice. I love that dude. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've, I've talked with him a couple of times and I, I can affirm everything yeah. that you've said. I love that the first thing yeah. that he says on your podcast is like, how does it feel to know that the first podcast you ever make is the best <laughs> one you'll ever do? <laughs> I know. I'm like freaking Gary, you and your confidence. I know. I well, Sarah, yeah. again, thank you so much uh, for taking the time. If you guys haven't already, be sure to check out Sarah's podcast. Sarah, if you're if you're working on anything right now, we'd love to hear about it. Now's your chance. Yeah. Tell me what you're working on. Now's my chance. Well, thank you, first of all, for having me. Um, and it's been such an honor. I, I definitely love the little, not the little, I was about to say the little <laughs> family vlogging sector of YouTube, but you guys are like taking over. I love it. Um, it's, it's so fun to watch, but, but yeah, I mean, really I'm at Sarah Dietschy everywhere. Um, I'm just having fun and my podcast just started back up. So that's really it. I don't have any, anything more to plug. Just thanks for having me and taking, taking the time. Well, very cool. We'll have all of her information on the show notes. Oh, and check this out, Sarah. We're going to, we're going to fade in the music as we we fade oh out of the podcast. Gosh. Check it out. Okay. Thank you guys so much. Be sure to give the podcast a great rating and review online. Wait, is it? Oh, here it comes. Here it comes. Do you hear it, Sarah? Do you hear it, Sarah? <laughs> I hear it. I hear it. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. And we will catch you on the next episode. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.